0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to She Knows Arsenal. My name is Jessica, and I'm your host, and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Justinho. This is going to be the post-match show and a little bit of a live Q&A um, for, you know, Arsenal nil, <laughs> VRL nil, lost 2-1 on aggregate and got bopped right out of the Europa League <laughs> yesterday. So, yeah, I'm thinking... I want to go over the game and some little talking points that I have, but I really want to give you guys an opportunity to lead the conversation and, you know, talk about what you guys want to talk about. So it's just going to be really light, light um, Q&A today. And um, if you're in the chat box right now, just let me know kind of how you're feeling, where you're listening or watching in from. And um, we'll just go ahead and get started. But, you know, I'm thinking today um, about just kind of where we are, where do we go from here and things like that. And, you know, really who's suffering the most from all of this is the fans. I think that's the worst part about this is that we are suffering the most. Uh, The Cronkies are just looking for the right possible time to cash in, you know, on their, you know, $2 billion asset. And for Arteta, this is just his where he can learn on the job. You know, and it's unfortunate because I'm looking at Arteta and I'm like, yeah, like you really can bomb here and learn on the job, make as many mistakes as you want to make, and you will get sacked eventually. You'll take a little bit of a break. Some team in Spain will take you and you'll do well. And then you'll just say that the environment is better at that club. You know, it. I said yesterday that Arteta is a symptom. He's not the cause of our decline. He's really really not. He hasn't the decline started way before he got here. He's not the cause, but he's the symptom of really bad ownership. And if we're honest with ourselves, like he would he should have been sacked today. They should have been on the phone with whoever's on their short list and he should have been gone this morning. But we're not well run and because we're not well-run, we're not in a position to sack him. We're just not. You know, for for Arsenal fans, it seems like the biggest deal ever, you know, to um, – <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading some of your guys' comments. Um, it's not the biggest deal to sack a manager. It's, it's really, really not. If your club is run well, then – you don't have to worry about getting rid of him because all the plans are not revolving around that manager. It's revolving around the plan that the ownership and the director of football have come together to create. And then you pick a manager based on those qualifications or who you think can can manage your philosophy and the issue is now everything is built around arteta his ideas his philosophy his recruitment plan his squad building plan so if we were to get rid of, rid of him it obviously i mean his he he already said his plans were also based around being in champions league or in some version of europe so he didn't even have a plan outside of of European football so we're in a position where we're about a month away from one of the biggest summer transfer windows of Arsenal's existence with a manager that should be sacked and a plan that probably should be sacked but we can't do that because we're not run well so I know everybody wants to hear Arteta out and for me he should go and he should have never been hired in the first place but the way that we're ran right now, I just don't see him getting sacked. You know, um, I not now. Not now and not in the summer, which he should. Because the reality is, is when he fails to be in the top four, in and around the top four next season, then we'll sack him in December. And that's the worst possible time to sack a manager is mid-season. We've already done it once and we ended up with Arteta. If we do it Next, you know, December, what are we going to get then in the summer? You have a longer period of time to figure out what you're going to do. You know, you can interview more managers. You're not right in the middle of, of what you're doing. So we're just not in a good position to maneuver and modern clubs can sack managers and it not be that big of a deal, but for us, it would crush everything. And I, I agree with you, Philosenac, that sacking Arteta won't do anything um adu has to go as well and all this kind of stuff but what i i agree with you to a certain extent but arteta is getting this team to perform at the lowest level it possibly can this this team is it may not be top four but it's definitely not 10th place and to me that is a manifestation of what the the manager is is able to get out of this out of this group he can't He's not getting enough out of the group that he has. You can't have a team with Aubameyang, Odigar, Smith-Rowe, Saka, Pepe, Thomas, and Tierney and come up with zero big chances created, no goals at home when you really need it. And I think he's created 39 chances, big chances all season. You know, in Wenger's worst season, we created 73. That's a systematic issue with the way that the coach is, is managing the team. So for me, when I think about, okay, I don't think nobody could get better out of this, out of this squad. I just think Arteta is getting the very least out of the squad. And that's a, that's an issue. But even, even if he is, he's not really going to go anywhere because I just think the Cronkies are just want it to be on somebody else's shoulders. They really don't want to have to deal with, having to get another manager in and they'll wait until it's basically the fans are back in the stands and they're chanting Arteta out and it looks bad to make a decision then, and it'll be too late. So yeah, I just, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think when he does get sacked, he will eventually it'll be at the worst possible time. And these unrealistic expectations that he'll go from, 10th place consistently for two years running because Albert made a really good point la- um, last night that if we hadn't beat Watford on the last day of the season, last season, we would have came in 10th. We won the FA Cup, but we would have came in 10th last season as well under Arteta. Then <laughs> we come in 10th this season, nothing to play for um, out of any sort of contention you know, for any sort of trophy or qualification for anything. It's just bad, you know? So the idea that he's going to go from 10th all the way up to like 4th, 5th, when you have Everton, you have Leeds, Aston Villa, West Ham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, all these teams in between us and those places. I just think it's a little far-fetched no matter what kind of players you bring in because the guy can't get anything out of what he already has. Like he's getting the he's getting virtually nothing out of this group. And that's a red flag to me, you know? So it's just one of those things where it's just, we're kind of like in the worst position ever. And I don't really know what to do. You know, I, I, it's not really my job to figure it out, but Hey. Fidel says was the same with Emery at the end. Yeah. I mean, it, it it definitely was. Uh Lone Star says most of the players at Arsenal are not good enough. Yeah, I think we we understand that that you know um most of the players are are not good enough to be top 4 but they're definitely not you know this this bad. You know, um I have a hard time believing that I mean we we can talk about a team that has, you know, William out there, you know, and Ketia out there, um Sabios Elneny Cedric, you know, Jacka, these players, uh, Rob Holding and Marie, but we're talking about a team that had Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Aubameyang, Pepe, you know, Thomas Party and Tierney out there. So that's not a 10th place type of team. And when you say, well, well, that's only a certain amount of players, I watch Aston Villa play every week, and they have one player that is top quality, Everybody else is about a mid table type of player and they get the most out of that squad, you know, so he's not getting enough out of the squad. So regardless if the players are good enough to make top four, they're definitely not 10th place. He's getting nothing out of this group. And that's a problem. Dev says it's going to get worse for the players in Arteta if the fans are back in the stadium. Yeah, for sure. I think that'll expedite things. I think he's, two two major factors have really helped or three major factors have helped him keep the job and stay relatively un you know unchallenged this entire time has been the fans not being in the stadium the um the FA cup and the absentee managers or the absentee owners um those those things have really made it easy for Arteta to just kind of skate by but he's not going to have that next season. I can definitely see a lot of Arteta out next season because we'll we'll be out of Europe. So if he's not able to up until this point, he's been unable to string together a decent run of form in the league. And um, he won't have anything to hide behind. There'll be no pandemic to hide behind. There'll be no, you know, no preseason to hide behind. He will need to come out of the gates swinging. He's going to need to get results quick and, We've been, we have not seen that from this team and I have a hard time that a couple, couple months is just going to shift that, you know, but um, yeah, we'll come back to to the comments in a second, but I just kind of want to go back to the game because I want to get what you guys are. What What do you guys, what did you guys think of the game? You know, I know that it kind of doesn't matter in the grand scheme, but you go out there with a team full of really attacking players. You're thinking you're going to go for it. And all you really need is one goal to go through at home and you can't even really muster a chance, you know, and um, you look at players like a players like Odegaard, you know, Thomas party that are well-known, really good players, you know, in their own right. And I'll look out of place and out of sorts in a game that's super important for us, you know, and, I mean, we're at the point where we can't play without Granit Xhaka and David Luiz. I mean, they shouldn't even be starters at Arsenal and we cannot win without them. You know, they looked flat and uncommitted, unorganized, stiff, you know, just dead. And really, I think ESR is the only one who could come out of there with his head held high because he actually was trying and I'm not saying that the other players just completely gave up, but it just looked like they couldn't break out of whatever uh, whatever mindset they were in that was keeping them from being able to play at 100%. And I just, you know, again, out of all the teams that needed that Europa League, we needed it more than anybody. And we look like we couldn't be asked, you know. So what did you guys think about the game in the lineup you know and how it kind of just unraveled the way that it did because you just can't have a bombing and and these in pepe and emil smith rosaka pepe you know all these players and not really create any chances that's a systematic issue for me and i just what I saw was not shocking, but then when you go back and look at the numbers and stuff, you can really look at like, wow, we were really, really poor yesterday. Let's see. Um, Optimus Rhino says, "Why is our press so lackluster? Is it by design?" I think. I don't think we commit to a true press, you know, because Arteta our, our is naturally risk adverse, you know? So even when he puts out a press, it's not a true press the way that other teams do it. And we don't have maybe the right types of um, runners and physical ability, because really if we don't get it spot on, our players get bypassed really easy. I think about Odegaard, he gets bypassed very easily, as well as Emil Smith-Rowe and Pepe. They all kind of, you know, they can kind of press you, but, if you get past them that's it you know the only player that i know of that kind of presses up top that can sustain that level of aggression regardless of if the player gets past them or not is is martinelli so maybe arteta tells them to kind of press but not commit because if they do they'll get easily bypassed but when you don't commit to anything then it just it's all for naught anyway you know but we never really press for a consistent amount of games or a consistent amount of time in a cohesive way. So it really doesn't make sense to press if we're not going to really go for it. Emilio said he lost the tie from the first leg, had no hope going into the second leg. Yeah. I mean, I think we had about a 38% chance of getting through, Um, but it might as well have been 10 because from the very whistle, you knew we weren't going to win that game. We didn't look like scoring. We didn't look, like the team that really needed to to go out there. So I think there's something in that, that there was no hope going into the second leg. And what I think one of the big the moments that I knew for sure that like, I mean, there is obviously red flags before this, but watching Arteta just capitulate the way he did towards the end of the game, you would think that he would have had like a really sound plan. You know, it just didn't seem like he did. Like if we were at nil-nil at a certain moment that this is what we were going to do. And I know that he said that the whole Tierney thing threw off the plan, but if that's all it takes to throw off your entire game plan, that that says more about you than it does about anything else. And, you know, we get to nil-nil at like the 70th minute. He starts throwing on random people. You would think you'd keep Lacazette on the field and play a bombing. You took a bombing out. He was the only player that looked close to scoring a goal. He hit the post twice, and you took him out. And I just thought to myself, game over. You know, we had very little chance of winning the game. But you take out your star striker, why? You know that doesn't make sense to bring on Willian. You know, it just seems as though if Plan A doesn't work, there is no Plan B, C, or D. And then we just start flailing and hoping things that work. Things work as the game wore on. He, everything beca- it's it unraveled quicker and quicker and quicker. There was a time where I didn't know where Saka was playing, Emil Mill Smith Roy. I didn't know where he was playing. Thomas' party was left alone in the midfield, but not, you know, when you leave somebody alone in the midfield, you're taking a risk, obviously. But for me, it's like, but we weren't really going for it. You know, usually if you leave somebody and you leave yourself exposed, it's because you're really going for that result. And we never really went after it. So what was the point of exposing Thomas the way that you did? Sometimes when you do that to players, like we saw with Torreira, when he was exposed, and played at the 10 roll for Emory. Some players don't react well to that and they never come back because the trust is gone. And with Thomas, he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look comfortable. And you risked him for no reason because we weren't really going after it. Daniel says, players did not look like they wanted it. Probably want him gone. There's no urgency, no fight, no desire. It's shameful. I mean, we'll see who, I think if there was ever a time where we'd see maybe players force a way out, it might be this summer because come on, you know, um, they've been asked to take a a pay cut, you know, 12.7% or something like that. And the only way they get reimbursed is if they got into the champions league, which I mean, we were never getting into the champions league and um, you know, you will see what players are committed or, are, are not because I do think that Arteta has the buy-in of some of the younger players, maybe Mikhail Saka, Tierney has said that he really likes him. There's some players that do like him, but I would imagine some of the players that have been around for a while, maybe just are tired and maybe don't want to have to deal with this because this is a very directionless project. That's going to be a very hard sell for a team outside of Europe. That's not going to be able to offer really high wages. So I'm just thinking that there's certain players that might leave just because they're like forget it you know because if i'm 28 29 years old and i could go somewhere else and just kind of be chill and not have to deal with all the drama and the toxic fans and all that kind of stuff and the criticism and Arteta's silly tactics i'd probably want to go i'd probably want my way out let's see lone star asks but what players or manager wants to come to a mid-table team at i think I think that's something that we tell ourselves that nobody would ever want to come to Arsenal outside of Europe or no manager would want to. I, I don't really believe that. And I'm just if all we all we deserve is a is a novice manager that's not getting it right and is the worst manager, you know, that we pretty much ever had with the worst results. I don't think that's necessarily what we deserve. I, I have a hard time believing that we couldn't get Graham Potter to come, Ralph Tootle to come. We may not be able to get Allegri or somebody like that, but Arteta is getting, he's getting absolutely nothing out of this group of players. He is having them perform at the lowest level that these, these players can perform at, which lets me know that he, he's just not a good manager. He could become one in the future, but he's just not. So there's a very small percentage of managers that could get worse out of this group, you know? So even if it's not allegri even if it's hassenhudel or or grand potter they may not be able to get us to the top 4 because this team is not top 4 but you don't think that they could get a little bit more out of this team and you don't think that they'd want to be involved it with a bigger club i know that it may we tell ourselves that nobody would want to come to arsenal nobody would want to come in and manage this team but i don't necessarily think that's true i think this the executives don't want a certain type of manager because that manager expects something. But if we were to offer the right amount of funds and a decent plan for a project, you don't think any manager in the world would want to come to Arsenal. I think that's just, that's something that we tell ourselves. It's just not true. You know, players will come. We've been bad for a while and we're still able to attract good players. And I know this summer will still attract good players. I mean, other teams go to teams outside of Europe. Leicester's been able to recruit outside of Europe. Other teams do it all the time. So it's a it's more of a matter of will we do it versus will anybody want to come? You know, to me, it's more about can ADU and the executives, you know, identify the right manager? Can Will we pay for that manager to be in the job? Will we buy the right players? Not necessarily would anybody come to Arsenal because we're still attracting world-class players to our team and we're – Crap, you know. Let's see. Yeah, you guys make sure you tap the likes, smash the likes, however you want to do it. And um, yeah, we'll just keep going. Arsenal, the Arsenal Knock says if they knew Hassan Hudel is doing well with Walcott, they should have jumped on the idea. But guess, there is no one to tell them. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't think that they can. They can identify the right people. I think it's more an issue of could we identify the right people, right players, right management, all that kind of stuff. I I really more doubt that than the people wanting to come to Arsenal thing. No, I am listening. I am listening. Elite managers is what we want to look at. But see, the, the only reason to sack Arteta is not if you can get an elite manager. You know, that's that to me that that's that's a loss that's that doesn't make sense to me. So if the only reason we should sack Arteta is if you can get an elite manager. So there there is a level in between there that could get more out of this group. And I think if we don't get an elite manager, that doesn't mean you don't sack Arteta and elite managers we may not be able to get. But there are better managers than Arteta because Arteta is probably one of the worst managers right now, not because he can't be. A really good manager but because he's never done it before so managers with more experience even if they're not exactly what we want would do a better job than him look at Emery; we didn't like Emery. he got sacked for less you know so the idea that the only reason why we should sack arteta or not even try is because we can't get an elite manager to me doesn't make sense because i mean that nobody's ever said, well, if we can't get an elite manager, we don't sack the manager that's getting the worst possible results out of a group of players that we spent millions and millions of dollars for. So there are managers that are better than Arteta that can get more out of this group than, you know, that we could look at. So I don't really understand why if we don't get Allegri, then then that's it. We shouldn't get anybody else. You know, Io says he's a good talker, good analysis of his own ineptitude post-match, but he's an assistant coach, zero clout, shallow philosophy, diluted sense of capability. Yeah. I think he talked his way into this job for sure. He, he does talk a good game. He can communicate his ideas, but they don't manifest themselves on the field and that's because the experience part is, is the missing part. So, and he does rate himself very highly, but his potential may be higher than most of the managers in the Premier League. But right now he's one of the worst managers in the Premier League. because He just is, you know, he's not getting anything out of the group of players that he has. And this, this group is not like that, that bad. Okay. Neil says what elite good managers are available. Simeone will not leave Atletico. I mean, people are saying Allegri. I get, I get that idea that we need a more experienced manager and somebody a proven winner, but I don't think just because you can't get Allegri or Simeone doesn't mean you stick with Arteta. It just doesn't because a better manager could get you closer to where you want to be. And then once they get better results, then you could probably get an Allegri. But no Allegri is ever going to come to Arsenal if the last person that touched Arsenal was Arteta, who has us in 10th place. So yeah, that, that whole idea is just, to me, doesn't make sense, but I'm not saying we don't we we need Allegri. That's not even the manager that I would go for. I'm just saying that if the only reason to sack Arteta is because if if the only reason we'd sack Arteta is because we can get Allegri, then that doesn't make sense to me. Because there's a spectrum of managers that could do much better with this team. Arteta is doing the worst possible job with it because he has absolutely no experience. Arsenal Knox says. They will look at a manager in the same wage range, $6 million per year. No surprise, we were linked with Sari and Fonseca. They also prefer a manager that was sacked elsewhere, which gives them more leverage. Wow, that's not good. But that might be true because Emery was definitely like that mid-range, you know, level. And um, I think they, I personally, I think they would either go for somebody who's washed up or they'd go for somebody who is young, you know, and would accept similar wages to Arteta, like you said. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised if they looked in the Graham Potter, Hasenhutl kind of range. Um, they would get more out of the squad and would probably be a lot closer to the, the ceiling of what this group can do. And that's what I'm saying. Like, then you could get an Allegri in, but sticking with Arteta, just because you can't get Allegri, mm-mm. You guys will scored again. Oh, they're there. Are they playing against Leicester? You guys let me know. Did Didi score again? Uh, Taha says, uh, Arsenal fans should wake up and apologize even when they dream about Simeone. Oh man, I mean, I think, um, the thing about Simeone is that Ar- Arsenal fans were so upset when Arteta was playing that 3 4 3. We weren't creating a lot of chances. We weren't interesting to watch. We were super boring, you know, but we were hard to beat. And then everybody was complaining. We need, we need free flowing, entertaining football. Simeone plays one of the most boring brands of football you've ever seen. It's very pragmatic, very like by the book, no free, no freedom, nothing. So I don't think he'd go well. He would go over well with this, this fan base or the team. A lot of these players came to Arsenal because they wanted to play the Arsenal way that they grew up watching. And our players are a lot more built around the Arsenal way. They're a lot more free. Our really good players are more offensive and want to be able to show their skills. Simeone would kill these guys. like he wouldn't even keep any of them because they can't follow directions. they can't defend. They won't go up for 50-50 balls. they're not aggressive. I just I don't think he would be a good fit. Aslan says, Conte, Allegri, Simeone, Benitez, Rogers, and Ten Hag money talks. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it. You know, if the Kronkies feel like they can get a manager for like $5 million, they would go for him instead of these These managers are not only going to want a certain type of salary, they're going to want a certain amount of funds released. And I just don't see that happening. Um they're not gonna pay for the transfers and pay for the manager. They're not gonna do that. I really think we'd be somewhere in that Grand Potter Hassan Hoodle bucket. <laughs> you know, this this is this sounds good and this is definitely what we need, but it's not what we would get. You know, they want somebody to come in and and say, we're just going to take, you know, I'm gonna take the bullets, I'll I'll protect you, I'll deal with what we got, you know, I'll always defend you guys in the press. And um, yeah, I'll take $6 million a year too. Wow, Willick scored against Leicester. That's good for him. Yeah, every time he scores, his value goes up. I know Newcastle really wants him. So, I mean, I would still sell, you know. So regardless to what he does um, from now until the end of the season, I think um, I think he he's going to go. He should go. And $20 million for Willick would go a long way in us trying to rebuild this team for me. Daniel says Rafa Benitez would be my shout. Um, Simeone is an outstanding manager. Yes, he is. Chiellini, Chiellini says, would you take Rafa? I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure. Not because, you know, um, I think he's a good manager and he's done good things at clubs at different levels. And I think he would command a certain level of respect that Arteta doesn't get from this team. Um, maybe if that's all that was there, but, um, he wouldn't be my first pick at all. Neil says, what really sucks is the fact that Ancelotti was available and we went from, for MA. Imagine we would have, we could have had James in our midfield or Jaime. I'm not sure. I think, to be honest, I think Ancelotti has had a very indifferent season. I think he's been rather mediocre. You know this season, and they've had a false season. That's been there. Nar- you know the narrative around it is that he's doing this great job, and you know Everton looks so much better. But they've been disappointing. They're right down there with us. They might be in like seventh or eighth place, and they've been mid. They were mid table last season with the additions of Alan Decore and um, Jaimez Rodriguez. So for me, um, Ancelotti hasn't done that much with Everton. But I think we have some better players, so maybe he would have gotten a better, you know, better with us. But also Usmanov is at Everton, so he knows he's going to get a certain amount of money released for him. And so I don't think he would ever take the Arsenal job because he knows that. I mean, when the Kronkies say they're going to give us money, it means that they're going to give us 40 million to get one player. When they know damn well or excuse my language, they know they, know they need more than that. We need way more than that. So hold on real quick. You guys, let me just do this real quick. I just want to fix this real quick. All right. So, yep. Willick scoring again. That's good for him. Every time he scores, we get more money. Lord Highbury says Arteta appears to be a good talker. Do you foresee Daniel Ek being swept by Arteta's rhetoric and keep him? I don't know if Dan- Daniel Eck is going to get the club. I mean, that's something else that we can we can kind of talk about as well, is that, you know, they're saying that Daniel Eck was waiting until after the Villarreal game to put in an offer, and someday soon he'll put in an offer. Let's see if he actually puts it in first. There's a lot of talk about what he wants to do, but we need to see it first, and I'm not quite sure that the Cronkies are really wanting to sell at the moment, so... With Daniel Ek also, I think we have to be really careful about his inexperience. He's never owned a football club before. And even if you get Vieira and Henri and Bergkamp involved, they've never managed or you know ran a, a project or a club of this size. So he would need to bring in like a Raf Ragnick or somebody like that in to, he could own it, but he doesn't need to be making decisions on the footballing side. And so for me, I'm not always thinking that the grass will be greener on the other side. I think we want anything but Cronky But Daniel Eckham, I question his ability to actually buy the club, if this is a PR stunt or not. And if he were to get involved, would he be able to hire the right people to to get us to where we want to be? Because that's my biggest issue with the cronkies is not the fact that they're absentee owners. It's the fact that they don't hire well. They, they haven't hired well since they've been here. They have Gazidis. they've had Raul, they've had Unai Emery, Arteta. The, this line of hires, Adu and Vinay, you know, it's just I mean, they didn't hire Vinay, but they gave him a job that he probably is too inexperienced for. So for me, it's just kind of the the amount of bad hires that they've had over the years just makes me think that we need somebody that's going to come in and hire footballing people to come in and do the work. And footballing people, although it feels good, is not Thierry Henry, Bergkamp and Vieira. It's people like Raf Ragnick. You know, you could bring somebody like that in. I know he said that he wanted to bring in um, uh, Allegri. You know, that's that's cool, you know, but would that actually happen? But I don't, in regards to your question, um, I, I don't know if he would come in and keep Arteta. I would hope that if whoever came in would see that Arteta is not a good fit and move him on. Let's see. Sean says Conte or Benitez definitely they have Premier League experience yeah I I think there are a lot of managers that would want to come and be the man let's be real all managers have huge egos and this is the biggest job now in world football to get Arsenal back up to the top four there are a lot of managers that would want to take you know would want to be the manager that took us back to where we belong but the issue is is that Those managers have requirements that this club doesn't feel. They're so arrogant. I feel like they almost want somebody to come in and beg for the job and I'll take anything. I just want to be a part of Arsenal where when you're dealing with somebody who knows they're about that life, you know, they're going to come in and basically interview you. And I don't think that's what they want. They want people that are more humble. Well, that's just not what you want. You need somebody to come in that has that is going to tell them how to get us to that place because they've done it before. And I don't think they necessarily like that. So, and I agree it's, it's not a project. Uh, it's, it's a project, not a job. I like, I get what you guys are saying. I do. Um, let's see. Yo-Yo says Wenger had clout in the sport. Mislin, Tat Ozo were examples of his pool. The professor should be at the club in an advisory role. The what manager is going to come in and have Arsene Wenger sitting over on top um, over them. You know, that's the only thing is that even if I wouldn't be like against Arsene coming in in some role, but I feel like Arteta would never go for that. He doesn't want anybody above him. He wants to make all the decisions, which is one of the the biggest issues at this club is that Arteta has too much say in everything. He needs to just learn how to coach. But he wants to have his hand in transfers and then the culture and all this kind of stuff. And it should be backwards. Like it should be the other way around. If you brought in somebody like, like Wenger as like a director of football, then he would hire the manager that fit the philosophy. But a lot of coaches don't want somebody above them because all they're expected to do is go out there and coach. And some Like some people just want to be a manager, but I think you have to earn the right to be a manager and Arteta hasn't done that. He just needs to learn how to coach first. His ideas are not translating onto the pitch, you know, so why would you give him more responsibility? I just don't get it. But I think I wouldn't mind Arson in an advisory role. I wouldn't, you know, but um, Arteta would never want that. Uh, Sean says Benita worked under Mike Ashley, so he has experience with bad owners. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Taha says, doesn't matter. Bayern is run by ex-pros and coaches want to go there. Yeah, but I still think you need some sort of experience. And I, I'm just, I'm not convinced about the whole Henri and Vieira and Bergkamp sitting up there making all the decisions, you know, and I'm sure that Bayern is ran by ex-pros, but are we sure that they came straight from off the pitch into the Bayern executives, you know, boardrooms? Is that what happened or did they have to use or get some experience somewhere else, actually running a club? And Bayern is as completely is ran completely different than Arsenal. I'm sure there's some other people other than those ex-pros around checking to make sure that they're doing the right things. So for me, it just Arsenal is not Bayern. It doesn't have a history of being ran correctly. So you can't just drop Terry Henry, Bergkamp, and Veer in there and just say, voila, it's going to be great, especially with an inexperienced owner. Um, Neil says he should have never been given that manager role. Yeah, and a lot of people told me that um, that it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. And I'm, um, it's not. It's really not. Well-ran clubs don't allow the coach to become – the person that's running everything, the the days of Arsene Wenger, the way that he ran the club, are gone. They're, that doesn't happen anymore. And now they have directors of football running the club with the owners, with an idea and philosophy that they concocted, and then they hire a ma- um, a coach to come in and make that that philosophy manifest, manifest itself on the pitch, you know. But we've done it backwards. And we've done it with somebody who it didn't it, I mean it wasn't great under Arson towards the end. So why would we do it with Arteta with no experience whatsoever? The manager thing just threw me off completely. And ever since he got named as the manager, things have really unraveled. And I, I can't act like that hasn't um that hasn't had an effect. Let's see. Let's see. Ajax is an example. Ajax is the example Bayern and Barca follow. They function regardless of who manages the playing staff. Wenger was the last person to build on the infrastructure that he inherited. Yeah, and um, that's a really good point, Yo-Yo, that IX is is the example that is, is to me, the best example of it. You're right. I think it's just so important to have a way of doing things and regardless of the manager, then you can get rid of managers quicker. So you can fail fast quicker. You know, you want to fail fast. If it's not working, We don't want to keep it for longer. You know? So for me, it's just, I'm looking at it. Like if we had the better structure, it would work out a little bit better. And I just, even like you look at Chelsea, they change managers all the time, but they don't really fluctuate that, that much because the culture at that club is winning So regardless is we're going to do whatever it takes to win, period. So they continuously invest in their squad. They invest in so many different areas of their club. They get the best youth talent that they can find in the London area. They invest, invest, invest. And it's all because they want to win trophies. That is the culture. And that it doesn't matter what manager is there. That doesn't change. No manager is coming in. No coach is coming in telling Chelsea how things are going to be done. They give you the players and they say, let's see what you can do with this. Dave says job is too big for Arteta. Last night was the night to show us different. He failed big time. I mean, a lot of people that were Arteta in, I think, really looked at yesterday's game and and thought, wow, like, I think the light kind of turned on there and the penny dropped and it was like, okay, yeah, this guy really doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's literally learning on the job and we're suffering for it. And um, it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon because you guys, I don't think he's going anywhere until maybe like December. They're going to give him the summer, which I don't think he should get, but he will. And um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Let's see. Sean says, I disagree with Chelsea. Do fluctuate between winning league and finishing 10th. They've only done that like once. They've only fallen out of the top, like the top once. And when they finished 10th, the next year they won the league. So do they fluctuate not enough to be like, they're not like us. They're not outside of Champions League for five years running, you know? So fluctuating one time and then the next time that you play, you know, and you're outside of European competition, you win the league means that the culture is intact, you know? So we don't have a culture intact. We thought we would be outside of Champions League for one year, it's been five. Now we're outside of European competition. So for me, I think we may not like it because maybe because they're in a different situation that we're in. If we could just use a more, let's just use a more realistic version is probably like Leicester. They don't pump a lot of money into the club, but the philosophy always remains the same is that they're going to buy very good untapped talent and get those, those players in their system Build them up, coach them up, and then sell them for so, so much to clubs like Chelsea and other clubs like that, Manchester City, and then reincarnate those players in new, young, cheap players or just continue to do that. And it's worked for them over the years. And even if Brendan Rodgers leaves, it won't fall apart. They just, they'll continue on. They'll get another coach that fits that philosophy that can work with the players that he has. We don't have that. Let's see. Let's see. Henrik says, don't think he will be sacked now. The club is too invested in him at that point. All the eggs are in that basket. Yeah, they're definitely... I didn't wake up this morning thinking that he would be gone. Um, He's not going anywhere. Um, Sean says, yeah, they do spend money. That's the difference. It's not. We've spent money as well, but... We've spent it poorly. That's the misconception is that everybody thinks that Chelsea's spending all this money and we're not. We are too. We just don't spend it well. And it may not have been out of the owner's pocket, but it's been the money that has been made from being in Champions League year after year after year. It's the fans in the stands, ticket prices, season ticket prices, merchandise, all that. The money that came in after the income, basically what we made after the expenses were paid, is the money that they would allow us to use for transfers we don't have that anymore because we're losing money because we're no longer in champions league but we have spent money we've just spent it horrendously you know we haven't spent it well so this whole thought process around like yeah chelsea probably spends more but we also spend money and we spend it stupidly we spent 72 million on nicola pepe that alone just shows you that we don't know what we're doing you know you could have bought three players for the price of what you bought him for and probably got so much more out of it. So it's not just they spend money. They spend money better than we do. They're smarter. Um, if Zidane is available, will we want him at the club? I don't think so. Would you guys? I mean, he's not somebody that I would want. You know, um, I think he thrives in that type of league and that type of scenario with older, more established players that he can trust. We don't really have those types of players. Yo-Yo says Chelsea have Roman, who is the cheat code, Chelsea's owners, new to import Barca's framework after directly benefiting from the early Emirates era. Yeah, I mean, I get the whole they have money and we don't thing, but we've spent money and we've spent it poorly. And clubs that make less money than us are smarter with their money than we are. And that's why they're competing more than we do. You know, so the idea that it's just about having more money, yeah, that helps. But if you have money and you spend it poorly, then what do you expect? (laughs) Most people are saying no for Zidane. No, no, or he won't come or, or whatever. So you guys, let's talk about some positives of being outside of Europe. Can you guys think of any? You know, I don't really want to end the stream on, like, a negative note. You know, it's been not bad, you know, but obviously, like, not super, you know, positive. But are there any positives to being outside of Europe now? We know we need to thin out the squad. We know that we'll lose some players, probably that we weren't expecting to lose. There'll be more time, you know, for Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe and these types of players to play in the league. Um, We'll maybe nail down a starting 11 because we won't have to keep players fit um we won't have to play i mean there are some positives if we can take advantage of it i'm not sure if we can but there are some positives you know can you guys think think of any dev says saturday games yeah that's true you guys i missed my mouth (laughs) You guys see me do all type of crazy things. Totally missed my mouth there. Oh my gosh. Um, Neil says we can really focus on the league. Yeah, that's very true. And I don't think we'll be able to accommodate players anymore. Like, we won't have to keep a David Luiz. We won't have to keep this player because we need extra. We need this. Like, I think we're going to have a young team. And hopefully we'll be able to play a starting 11 that we can actually predict. And just focus on the league. Maybe I know some people are maybe worried about young players from the academy getting chances. Is that something you guys are worried about because we won't have additional competitions? Um, Shoel says getting the next manager right is key for Arsenal. If they mess it up, Arsenal could be relegated or worse, establish themselves as a mid table club. Yeah, that's true. Um, hold on real quick. Van says, which young players do you want to see from the academy given a chance to play? I personally want to see Joel Lopez, Miguel Aziz, and Florian Balogun. I mean, those are three names that, that I would love to see, you know, especially in the next couple of games because we're not doing anything. But Arteta is still going to play strong lineups until the end of the season. I don't expect to see any of those people play. I don't. Lone Star says, I hate the Europa League. It's a long, a long slog is 16 less potential games we should be far better in the EPL Lone Star I hope so I really really hope so because all the excuses will be gone no no pandemic talk no no preseason talk no all these games that we have to play none of that will be there so he will have to perform quickly out of the gates because if he's mid-table he's gone Daniel says I don't have to pay for BT Sport next season. That's my positive. EK says Saliba coming back from loan. I hope that's, you know, they that's what they're saying is that he'll get a chance in preseason to show his stuff. And that should mean that David Louise is out. You know, we we can't float a player coach that can only play 10 to 15 games a season. We need to to get rid and thin out the squads. So that should mean that Saliba comes back in and starts playing games. We're going to have a really, really young squad next season. I really think that. Henrik says, I think it's going to be good for the squad. We can trim it down to less deadwood. Yeah. Some people will have to go on loan, you know, so won't be just keeping people for the sake of it, which I think could be a good thing. AK says, imagine if we still don't get top six with no European football. If that happens, Kroenke has got to sell up. Um, I feel like the only thing that would make him sell is if we get relegated. Like, I just don't know. I think he'll hold on, you know, because they anticipate the club to be worth so much more in the future that I'm not sure that he would just sell because we don't make top six, you know, um, we haven't made top six in so many years, but if you're saying without European football, it might get worse then maybe. But I know if we're not in the top six, I mean, top five, like not even like we can't even be seventh place. We have to be like top five by December. Then Arteta's definitely got to go. He has got to go for sure. Let's see. Somebody said something about going for a domestic trouble. I mean, that would be cool. But I think we really just need to focus on the league. We can't. the, The cup team thing is a joke. You know, it's just it just papers over cracks. And this Europa League, if we would have won it, it would have papered over the cracks some more. We would have got killed in the Champions League and then had a horrible... I mean, could you imagine us being in the Champions League and adding those games, you know? So the demoralization of losing in the Champions League and going out in the group stages and then um, having those games on top of the fact that we're playing in the league, you know? So I just want us to focus on actually being consistent beating the smaller teams and being a little bit more competitive with the top teams and getting good results week after week, after week, after week, you know, um, that's, that's the best I can hope for. Chiellini says, I think it's positive. We are out of Europe because it affects their pockets. And I think we may need time out of Europe to focus on just the prem. Dave says manager doesn't know his best 11. Exactly. He doesn't, but that's because he has too many things to choose from. Make it simple for him. Give him 20, 21 players and say, pick out of these, you know, instead of all these 25 players. I think he has too many things, too many players to choose from. And if I think it'll be easier, it should be easier for him to choose his best 11 because you're not trying to rotate players for these European matches. Then when we go into Carabao Cup and FA Cup in the beginning, you just play kids like everybody else does. Dev says squad could be trimmed further. Exactly. Less injuries. Hopefully that's a good one. Glosseneck says, well, I'm trying to tell myself that a busy summer and no Europe could be a chance, but um, at least free Thursdays. Yeah, for sure. Um, I hope we have a busy summer. I think we should have one, but you never really know a busy summer for us usually looks like the transfer, uh, the transfer deadline day, getting one player over the line and us forgetting that they wasted three months. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah, you guys, before we get out of here, let's talk just a little bit about some rumors that have just come up in the last couple of days. Obviously, because now we're we're dealing with, you know, not being in Europe. The first thing that they're going to do is throw transfer rumors out there. But we're linked with Andre o, I think Onana, uh, the goalkeeper from Ajax. He's on some sort of um, suspension. I think it was, was it. What was the suspension for you guys? I know somebody will tell me, but he's on some sort of suspension at the moment because of something that he did and we're apparently waiting, you know, to see what happens with all of that. And then his his, it would end in like February, 2022 or something like that. And then we bring him in. What do you guys think of that goalkeeper and him potentially, you know, replacing Leno? Let me see. Let me pull up some of his, his, his stuff. Let's see. Andre, ooh, na no, na. No. See, I could have sworn they were gonna get rid of him for like seven million or something like that. His current market value is thirty-three million. He's twenty-five years old. I think he's only about six feet. He's not very tall. Um, I'm not sure if he's really good with the feet. I don't watch Ajax, so if you guys watch Ajax, let me know and what you think of these rumors. But um, he. A doping ban, cross-competition. Okay, so he has a doping ban. That's not good. What do you guys think about this rumor? Would you guys take him at Arsenal? (laughs) People say doping, match-fixing, performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. So what do you guys think of him? Do you think he's a good goalkeeper or... Yo yo, you're so mean. The only positive is less pressers, less grandstanding from the manager. <laughs> so mean. He's tall. Okay, so he's six foot three. Look like it said six one or six zero. Okay, he's six three. Okay, you guys aren't liking him so far. No way. No, Michael. You guys are. You know, I'm never gonna get this. Um, this goalkeeper's last name right. Mignon or whatever from Lille is the keeper that we need. I know he's good. He has um, like the most clean sheets in Europe or something like that. Um, Swinda Flesh says good competition for Leno. I feel like if we bring this goalkeeper in, Leno is gone. Henrik says yes. Leno made some mistakes, but it's only going to get worse to look at when Arsenal play so bad. Yeah. Neil says why would we, Why would we want that at the club? Are you talking about? Onana and maybe his suspension. Richard says, no, but we do need to get rid of Leno. Leno is the Sabios of goalkeeping. That's harsh. Uh, Henrik says, Onana is class. So some people think he's good and some people think he's not. Um, Sulak says, we don't need a midget dopehead. Oh, that's not nice. Sean says, get Donnarumma. He'll go to Juventus. He won't come to us. Um, Henrik says, he's good with his feet. That's good. Um, Mike Mignon said, or Mike, okay. Haji says Mike Mignon is so good, but he's going to AC Milan. Okay. So that's the merry-go-round is, um, I guess, Donna Roma goes to Juventus. Mignon goes to AC Milan and we end up with Chesney. Awesome. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Yo-Yo said he's not better than Emmy. EK says he's a ball-playing goalkeeper. Lone Star said, yes, let's sell Leno. Henrik said, but Leno is not the problem at the moment. He's, he's not but if he wants to go we don't if he's not if he if he's not committed he he has to leave what I'm noticing is that when we're relying on players that are not committed to what we're doing they tend to make more mistakes you saw Bellerin yesterday he looked like the most uncommitted player I've ever seen and with Cedric and chambers who have been playing decent you play Bellerin somebody who's he's mentally already in Paris right now he's not here with us and you could just tell, Ceballos as well. So if he doesn't want to be here, we need to move him on. Uh, Taha says, we don't need to be spending money on a keeper. Well, if we get a keeper in, that means we'll be selling Leno. So the money that we get from Leno will end up spelling, spending it on a new goalkeeper. So it's not like we won't be getting money in. AK says, if we get Emerson Royale right back, FERPA left left back, uh, backup left back, Basuma, CDM, Buendia, And Alexander Isak, um, how many marks out of 10 would you rate that transfer window? It's so difficult because you don't know how they're going to adapt. And it's really not so much about what the window looks like after it's closed. It's how do they adapt into the team and what we're actually getting? Are we getting return on our investment? But just looking at that, I would think that we addressed every single issue, the most outstanding issues in our team. So I would probably mark it a, a nine out of 10. Maybe. Um, I'm not really interested in Alexander Isak. I think we might need something a little bit different. I would actually take Depay, uh, Depay on a free. I think he would fit more with what we're trying to do in holding the ball up and playing almost like a false nine. And he's free and he's of a good age in terms of he's not a kid, but he's also not too old. So, But everybody else on that list looks fine to me. I would not take Chesney back. <laughs> EK says we should raid the IX squad. Who do they have that's good? Let me know. Um, Richard says Leno looks like he's an a-hole. He made a mistake yesterday and blamed his defenders. Yeah, I think he's off, you guys. I think I think he'll leave. I think he'll leave. Um, Alphonse Areola has been good for full-on perfect backup. I mean, yeah, if we're looking for a backup, he would be cool, but I actually like Matty Ryan and I would like to keep him. Yeah, Depay was like 20 or 19 or 20 when he went to Man United, and he's 27 now and doing really well. He's a full Dutch international. And so for me, I think if you if you want to use that exact same um, thought process, then De Bruyne was a flop at Chelsea, wasn't he? And so was Salah. And look how they are now. Sometimes you need a different club and a different environment. And again, he was really, really young. What I've seen from him at this moment is I would feel like he would be a good fit for us in the way that I imagine Arteta wants to play. But again, who really knows how Arteta wants to play, but if we wanted to upgrade on Lacazette, he would be the perfect one. Um, Daniel says we need a backup left back. I think AK said Junior Firpo would be a a good backup left back um, option. I think so too. I think we had some sort of deal, you know, kind of done in in January, but he didn't want to leave. So I I I think the player is, is good enough to be a backup, you know. New Don says I, I reckon Matt Ryan has it in to fight for the number one spot, Leno or no Leno. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan is is a really good backup for us. And if we bring in a, a goalkeeper to replace Leno, I'm hoping that whoever that is could create some space between him and Matt Ryan because it's it's weird to me that the backup keepers are so close to Leno that we're actually thinking about them playing instead of Leno. That that's a problem. EK says David Neres was linked with Arsenal. Oh, so he's at is he at Ajax still? Um I think he's Brazilian as well. Um is that something that you guys are looking at? You know, for Adu to maybe use some of his South American influence to get some of those good players here for us. I think I would be surprised if no, like, under the radar South American players came to Arsenal. I'd be a little bit disappointed. Kiolini says, Just would you take the old Celtic boss to Arsenal? I think it's Lennon. I wouldn't, but would you think? No, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think I'm kind of in the. Um, if you couldn't get an elite level level manager, I would prefer somebody like Graham Potter or Ralph Hassentutel. I know that they're at lower level clubs, but I think they could do better with what we have. Get us high enough in the table, maybe in Europe, to be able to attract a more elite level manager. Um, I think they could do more with what we have. I think Brighton has like, they should be in like the top half of the table, if not closer to the top six, but because they don't have a good finisher, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult for them, but I like those two managers and I would want either one of those because they have Premier League experience and I think they would be interested in the project. I don't want to hear anything about Kolasinic. <laughs> no, he is coming back. Isn't he? Um, I think we'll sell him um aka says Depay is not a serious athlete not the character we need in our squad we need a top professional who are committed if you're saying that because he has other interests like he he raps i don't necessarily feel like that means he's not committed he looks like a committed person to me the numbers that he puts up at leon look serious you know so if he has another interest outside of um it's not like he's i don't think he's missing games to go do other things you know but if that's what you're referring to is the fact that he's a rapper on the side I mean I guess you can use that to maybe come to the conclusion that he's not committed but that's more of an assumption and in my opinion but I like the player and he's on a free and he would be an upgrade on Lacazette for me (laughs) Lone Star, I know you don't agree with me. I know you think we need an elite-level manager, but I said if we couldn't get an elite-level manager, those are the managers that I would look at because those would be the ones. And I just, again, I think we're we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, is that the only reason to sack Arteta is not to get an elite manager. We should sack him to get a better manager that can get something out of these players. And at the moment, it Grand Potter and Hasenhutl could probably get more out of the squad. But again, I would prefer an elite-level manager if we can get him. Hmm. yo-yo says the most important signing this summer will be either our Art- will be either arteta's placement um any signing will be wasted under him as William, gabriel and party have shown i think that's a good point um i struggle to understand why we give him more resources if he squandered the ones that he's had i mean some of the value destruction that has happened at arsenal since he's been at the club has been um horrendous and I don't think he knows what he's doing. So, you know, a a usual like a job, like somebody gives you like a a small task and says, deal with this. And then if you do a good job with that, then I'll give you more responsibility or give you more of something to work with. And it just seems like we're piling on. He hasn't done good with what he has, you know, so why would we give him more resources? But we're going to because we're not going to sack him. Sean says Potter would be very similar to Arteta. I mean, he could be, but I honestly don't think very many managers could do worse than Arteta at the moment. (laughs) Daniel says party needs to practice shooting. Um, I don't even think he needs to practice shooting. I just think he needs to get a good partner next to him and not be left for dead, you know, in a team that's ill disciplined and doesn't have any structure. I mean, I mean, it's like arteta's like go out there do it play on your own and it's just like the guy just looks like he's he's tired and unhappy and that's just so annoying because we spent so much money on him he doesn't he didn't become crap overnight okay so some of you guys dis- you guys disagree with me only sack arteta if klopp simeone or tuchel became available if not no point in sacking him until we find the right candidate. I just don't agree with that because he's getting the absolute worst out of this team, you know? So the only reason to sack him cannot be if we can only get an elite level manager. Cause there's, is there, I mean, if Potter could get you to sixth place, would you not take that? You know, is it just only if we get into the top four and we have an elite level manager? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because for me, I haven't seen anything from Marteta that lets me know he's going to get better. You know, he hasn't really improved, you know. So, but you guys, let's stop it there. Um, thank you for all your comments and your questions. This was awesome. I know we don't always agree on everything, but I appreciate you guys being, you know, respectful and all that in the comments. I really appreciate that and um, make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel we go again next week I may if anything happens you know I'll be available over the weekend you know with a live stream or something like that but if not I'll see you guys on Monday i um, not sure what we're gonna talk well I guess we'll talk about the West Brom game who cares about that you know but um, you guys will see me soon and thank you guys so much for all of your support and liking, sharing, following, all those things. I really appreciate it. And again, if you guys have any suggestions on how I can make your experience better, I'm always, you know, available for that. So thank you guys so much. Please try to enjoy yourselves. Um, have have a have a glass of wine, have a beer, relax, chill out. Um, you deserve it. All Arsenal fans deserve good things, you know. So I'll see you guys on the next one, and bye, guys. Oh